Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. Well, I've been talking about the Senate. Uh, they're, they're voting on revoking Russia's trade status. Further isolating Russia because of the invasion of Ukraine. And just because it has to get said time and time and time again. This isn't about thinking Ukraine's the greatest place in the world. Or the greatest government in the world. Or the greatest people in the world. Or the most, you know, kind or decent. Plenty of issues in Ukraine. This is about clearly recognizing that Russia's the enemy. And yes, you give enough weaponry to Ukraine, who knows if Ukraine becomes a problem in the future. That's always the price that you pay. Always. But to not act to stop Russia in the way that we are, I that that is I think more of a valueless proposition. There are plenty of times we don't get involved. I don't don't get me wrong. But to not get involved, I think, is also wrong. Involved in this way. I don't want to get involved in other way. I don't, I don't want troops on the ground, and I don't believe these moves keep us from doing that. If it weakens Russia, hurts Russia, hurts Putin, gets Putin out, creates the opportunity for a better Russia, well, then I'm all about it. And certainly might be a lesson to Xi Jinping about what happens when you go too far. Now, he has a much a much greater economy to work with. He could last much longer. He's he is a far China's the far greater threat. But to the extent that you can minimize the Russian threat, it's I think it's fine. Me, I wouldn't mind military action to get rid of the hackers. Just so we're all on the same page, uh, you know, so you know where I'm at uh, always. The hackers? Oh, I got I got nothing but contempt for the hackers. I believe in doing away with the hackers. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. It's good uh, to be with you. So uh, I've talked about that that uh, revoking the, the the trade status, but this this that um, there are at least five shooters that have been involved uh, in this mass shooting in Sacramento. That's the latest. Of course, you had six dead, 12 wounded, 2 a.m. Sunday morning, shots firing out. Police saying that investigators believe five shooters, at least five shooters, were involved in that shooting. And it was gang-related. The statement uh, says there was a gunfight between at least two... Oh, I'm sorry. Excuse me. Excuse me. uh, Two groups of men. Now, nobody yet has been charged with homicide. What is interesting is that of the people who have uh, been been arrested, um, I think they're out on bail. One of these guys has a criminal history dating back to uh, 2013, released on probation from state prison in February after serving about half of a 10-year sentence for punching a girlfriend, dragging her from her home by her hair, and whipping her with a belt. And I know, I know, I, uh, producer Ari brought this up to me the other day. So, Tony, since when do you use names? Because I'm a believer that when we see these kinds of things, we don't use names. Right? When you see these kinds of mass shootings, I'm not here to make celebrity out of people who are killers. 
The difference, because I, I, I did it the other day and it didn't even dawn on me. And I've thought about it since producer Ari brought it up, right? Doing his job. Uh, the difference is, is that we're not talking about somebody here who's looking for fame and notoriety. As we learn more and more about this gangland shooting, I want people to know who's doing this. I am. I, I want people to know who just endangered an entire city. It wasn't people who favor the Second Amendment. It wasn't favor. It wasn't people who are responsible gun owners. No, 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 no. It's gang on gang destroying cities. Maybe we should do something about it. And I ain't afraid of outing that all day, all night, all the time. Just so we're clear. The brother was freed from an Arizona prison in 2020 after serving just over 18 months for violating probation for cases involving marijuana possession and aggravated assault. By the way, that brother, Dondre, Dondre Martin, was held without bail. Held without bail in a gangland shooting. That's something else. That is something else. If we're going to be, be the, 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 the smart, honest people, rational people, we have to recognize that the issue is not guns. So when someone says gun violence, they're lying through their damn teeth. That is anti-Second Amendment drivel. The issue here is cultural. Gang culture. Gang culture is, is a subject that needs to be discussed. How does it happen? How does it grow? How does it build? How do you stop it? Right now, the only answer I have is absolutely overwhelming force to a point of fear. Fear. I mean, gangs feel remarkably emboldened, right? They have access to the weaponry. They, the, the, the drugs are selling uh, plentiful. And it's not like they're worried about, in big cities, cops doing anything. And this isn't the fault of the cops. This is the fault of prosecutors. It's the fault of, of mayors and city councils that aren't willing to push, get aggressive on crime. You think we're aggressive on crime in Indianapolis? Stop it. We watched this city fall apart. We watched two nights of rioting where nothing was done, and I'm saying that the police were told to stand down. We had two nights of rioting in Indianapolis, and we don't even know where the mayor was. Mayor Joe Hogsett supposedly was in his home. Well, really? Mayor Joe Hogsett. I want proof that he was in his home. I want the emails he was sending uh, to the chief of police. I want the correspondence he was having with the National Guard. I want to know everything. I want to know about the phone calls. How many phone calls? I want to know that his home was, was set up. He's got cameras everywhere, and he's got monitors, and he's watching, and he's observing, and he's, he's authorizing. Or was he just in bed with his whoopee having himself a nice little nap? Maybe we call it a nappy wappy. I don't know. Assuming that's what you would say to a kid who call it nappy wappy. I never talk like that to my kids, if only because I love them.
Yeah, I was never I was never the guy for uh for the little for that little kind of of talk. That's that's weird to me. It was always weird stuff. Where was Joe Hogsett? Where was the National Guard? Where was Governor Holcomb? For 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 that matter. And where are either one of them as elected leadership to talk about a gang problem, to talk about culture problems that lead people to think that the way you solve things is through killing them? Where are they? Where? That's what the leadership takes. That's what strength takes. And we don't have it. We absolutely positively do not have it in the state of Indiana. An unwillingness to confront these issues. A complete and total lack of commitment, caring, understanding. No, we have a, a mayor who screams gun violence. The scourge of gun violence. It's stunning how little Mayor Joe Hogsett knows. But, he, you know, he's not alone. Now, you would find mayors all across Indiana who, who would talk about the same, always talking about uh, gun violence, right? I'm sure that I'm sure that if I were to just do a, a quick check, that's that's what I would find. That's what I would find. That they, you know, uh, I've got Tom Henry out there, at Fort Wayne. He's a representative of mayors uh, against illegal guns. Well, I am also opposed to illegal guns. But if you tell me that you want to end gun violence, you're not engaged in an honest conversation. So add the mayor of Fort Wayne into the conversation, of course. Unwilling to have the more honest, open, clear conversation. Now, maybe he has since. Maybe he has recently. And I would love to hear it. I would be thrilled that I would share that story from now until the end of time. The mayor of Indianapolis? No, no, no. Better to blame the gun, easier to blame the gun, than to blame something societal that's causing people to solve their problems by shooting each other. Because to do that, you might get called a name. To do that, you might get called a lot of names. And if you're not willing to stand up to that and say, this is the problem we're dealing with, and here's where we're dealing with it. It's like the people who live in, in Zionsville. Zion, big money in Zionsville, right? Uh, big money in, 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 in Carmel. Uh, we're going to talk about the, the drug problem that the kids have in these places? Or are we just going to continue to allow uh, wealthy families to cover it up and act like it's not happening? Oh, I'm sorry. Too soon? Come on. We know this is happening. And we see people unwilling to address subjects. Unwilling to address the issue. When in Carmel, Indiana, they thought that there was, there was a problem with kids vaping. Their answer was legislation. That means you can't smoke on a street or, or in a park. You're the adult. They're the kid. You're vaping in school. You get expelled. You, next kid won't vape. Yes, someone's going to have to be the sacrificial lamb. That's sometimes the way it goes. But the next kid won't vape. Don't you tell me I got to spend $30,000 a year sending your ass to Park Tudor. Whatever it costs to go to Park Tudor, which, God bless you if you're sending your kids to Park Tudor. If, if, if you want to spend the money to send your kids uh, to learn how to be uh, bigoted woke, 
bless you. Bless you. A, a school that is that is so aggressive on the DEI, a school that is part of this whole association of private schools that is committed, committed to teaching bigotry of oppressed and oppressor. They look at this as something to be proud of. People gladly write checks and say, absolutely. Uh, I, and if you don't like what we're saying, you're a racist, which is exactly what happened. When they started getting more woke and parents said, what's going on here? Oh, you don't like it? You're a racist. People proudly said it. Why don't you leave? There's no place for you at Park Tudor. Harumph, harumph, harumph. They, they, actually, they actually did say harumph. I mean, that's, it's, it's kind of, it, I know, it sounds, it sounds weird. It sounds a little strange, but they, but they absolutely positively said it because, you know, that, that's how they talk. This happened a lot. People got, got separated. Friends split apart over this kind of stuff. Happened. Madness, but it happened. Because some people were opposed to bigotry being taught in school. But yeah, no, no, spend the money and send your kid to Park Tudor. Really, they'll get a better education or something. But for the parent who doesn't want to spend the money on private school, all it takes is one kid being thrown out for vaping. You won't see any other kid vape. But you don't handle vaping by telling adults they can't do something. You go right to the kids and you explain what's what. That your kids and you ain't special. And this isn't what you do. And we don't allow it. And that's the end of it. We're the adults next. That would have been the proper way to handle things. The way to handle things in Indianapolis when we see this much violence and this many people being killed is to talk about what's happening culturally. It was a gang shooting in Sacramento that left six people dead. Don't tell me about gun violence and don't tell me about the Second Amendment and how you have to prevent me from having my rights. Talk to the murderous bastards. If we're going to be honest about these things. I'm Tony Katz. So, uh, Nancy Pelosi was scheduled to do a uh, press briefing today and didn't show up for the press briefing. Didn't show up for the press briefing. And as her deputy chief of staff said, it's because she has COVID. Now, doesn't the Secretary of Commerce also have COVID? And doesn't Merrick Garland also have COVID? Yeah, I, I, that, here's the story right here. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. What's going on, guys? Um, so uh, uh, Merrick Garland tested positive for COVID. That was after a news conference. And uh, uh, Gina Raimondo, who is the Commerce Secretary, uh, tested positive using an at-home antigen test. Drew Hamill, who is uh, a spokesperson, Deputy Chief of Staff for Speaker Pelosi, said after testing negative this week, Speaker Pelosi received a positive test result for COVID-19 and is currently asymptomatic. The Speaker is fully vaccinated and boosted and is thankful for the robust protection the vaccine has provided the speaker will quarantine consistent with cdc guidance and encourages everyone to get vaccinated boosted and tested regularly just proof positive that being vaccine and boosted doesn't stop you from getting covid and depending on uh, the covid if it's this ba2 
this BA.2, which is uh, the Omicron uh, variant, uh, just so we, we, we understand each other. Uh, that's not going to stop you from being boosted. wasn't going to stop you from getting that. And it's not going to stop you from experiencing symptoms. And she's asymptomatic. So what in the world did the booster or the vaccine even have to do? This is exhausting. But check out Drew Hamill having to go through these hoops. See, vaccines work. That's not the argument. If you're symptomatic, it works. If you're asymptomatic, it didn't do nothing. That we have to actually explain this to people is stunning. It's so, it's so freaking, freaking hateful. So absolutely, positively hateful. Hey, look, I, I, I hope she's all right. I, I don't want people getting sick. I don't like her. I don't like her policies. I don't like her attitude. I don't wish ill on the woman. I just want her to stop being in power. I don't want her to have any say in what goes on in, in, uh, in, in my life. I don't want her near any kind of power. I don't think she's capable or competent. Doesn't mean I want her to get COVID. Doesn't mean that at all. What, what an absolutely silly thing to think. Absolutely positively silly. Uh, I do have some other things to get to. And then there's the, the Anthony Blinken stuff that I need to get to as, as, as well. You know, assuming, you know, assuming he doesn't have COVID either. We're talking about the, uh, the Secretary of State. Just where, where are things going to go in not only regards to, to what's happening in Ukraine, but maybe a, a, a larger uh, conversation uh, about what else is happening? I mean, we're, we're, not, we're not seemingly paying attention to moves from China. Is, is, is there a Taiwan issue? Are we taking a look at the China moves in Africa and in South America where they are actually not investing? They're buying up the land. They're buying up the control. So I want to get into that. I also want to get into the, the indefensible defense Eric Holcomb, the governor of Indiana, is giving to his veto of House Bill 1041. It's it's indefensible, in my view. I will share that with you. Facebook, Tony Katz Radio, rumble.com slash Tony Katz. Man, we are everywhere. This is Tony Katz today. There's a lawmaker in Florida, Randy Fine, Brevard County. He's going to introduce legislation in the next next session to make it a crime of felony child abuse to provide services to minors that include uh, drugs or performing surgery on minors for gender assignment, punishable by prison time and a loss of a medical license. Stating we should not have children making decisions that they cannot undo. 
Now, my bill, uh, he goes on to say, would not say if you're a boy and you think you're a girl that you can't have people call you a girl or dress like a girl or go to mental counseling to talk about it. It simply says you have to wait until you're an adult. Funny. It's exactly what I've been saying, that you cannot do this to children, that it is child abuse. And children can't determine their own gender. Tony Katz, great to be with you. Tony Katz today. The only person who doesn't know this is Governor Eric Holcomb. Governor Eric Holcomb putting out an absolutely ridiculous defense of his veto of House Bill 1071, I'm sorry, 1041, which would have protected girls in sports by saying boys participate in boys sports and girls participate in girls sports. He vetoes it. He doesn't see the problem. What does he see? Parents and schools would have a different hodgepodge application of something that is very open-ended in terms of the grievance procedure. So if you're going to make a new rule, I would be very, I would elaborate on what that rule actually means. Now, maybe I've got the wrong audio. Maybe we're not talking about the same thing. So I'll skip that and I'll come back to square one. Governor Eric Holcomb said, that the, there was no need for the legislation because that problem has not come up. He says, as Wish TV reported it, the bill was addressing something that wasn't a problem to his knowledge. Holcomb wants to focus his time on issues that are going to make a positive difference in people's lives. Well, I'm pretty sure it would have made a positive difference in a young girl's life if she could compete against other young women and uh, win and maybe get scholarships. I, I think that would matter greatly. I don't know why he thinks it doesn't matter. I don't know why he thinks it isn't something uh, that's going to make a positive difference in people's li- lives. But addressing something that wasn't a problem to his knowledge actually got blown to bits by the reporting that was done. Right here, 93.1 FM WIBC. Uh, there was a story that was that was reported on um, by uh, our, our you know, right the local news team. There, John Herrick was doing uh, the reporting. This isn't a story about John Herrick. He was doing uh, the, the 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 right reporting. Right, Holcomb saying that it's addressing something that isn't a problem. And it talked about Eric Holcomb praising the IHSAA, right? The, the authority that governs high school sports for what he calls a well-thought-out policy on transgender athletes. One that he thinks could serve as a national model. That policy, it's raids here from WIBC.com, which has never been used, determines transgender students' eligibility based on how their bone density and muscle mass compares to the average for girls of the same age. Now, the reporting that was done by John Herrick said that only once has somebody come to the IHSAA asking for a waiver, boy saying they were a girl, girl saying they were a boy, whatever the case may be, and it was granted. So first, it destroys the Eric Holcomb mythology that it wasn't a problem to his knowledge. One is a problem. Just so we're all clear. Secondly, 
you're now saying that the governor of Indiana and the IHSAA are both making the argument that children can determine their gender. The answer is no, they can't. And it should be a step further that parents can't be having children taking these kinds of drugs, that that is child abuse, and we, Hoosiers, stand up against it. We stand up against it. We're going to stand by and say, hey, if you want to mutilate your kid, it's cool by us. This is what we're standing up for? If you said to me, hey, Tony, um, these parents, they don't believe in, in modern medicine. They're not going to give their kid the cancer treatment. I think that's awful. I think that's terrible. I think that that's absolutely horrific. They are the parent, and they get to make decisions. I've said that. I've said those very, very, very words. It's a position that, for the parent, can often come down uh, to uh, a, a religious belief. I have a hard time telling somebody, well, no, 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 your religious belief doesn't matter. Uh, your kid's in danger. We're going to do something about it. But we have seen government intervene in those cases before. What is the religious conversation here? There's no religious conversation here, except, of course, a cult. A cult of children should be able to make decisions for themselves. And now we have parents following the, the, the child or the child just avoiding the parent altogether because we're going to have a society that says you can't stop them. And we have some teachers, not all teachers, some administrators, not all administrators, who are helping kids do this stuff. No child gets to make medical decisions for themselves. Notice the argument that I gave was about parents making a medical decision for a child. We don't allow that. We don't allow children to make medical decisions for themselves. We do allow parents to make medical decisions for children, for their children. Sometimes we disagree uh, immensely with those uh, kinds of things. So parents can decide, yes, we'll give our kid puberty blockers. That's child abuse. I don't know how many ways we have to go down the road and how many times people are going to go about the whataboutism. It is what it is, what it is, what it is, what it is. And a society that doesn't stand up for kids? Dear Lord, what kind of society is this? And yet we have one. We have one that is actively not standing up for kids. That's a serious, serious issue. Not standing up for children is what Eric Holcomb did. That's my view. He would disagree with me. That's fine. His issue is we're going to create a hodgepodge. The bill would replace uh, 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 the policy from the IHSAA with a blanket ban on students competing in girls' sports if they transition from male to female. Holcomb warns that school-by-school grievance process the bill creates would lead to a hodgepodge of conflicting procedures. Sorry, that's not an argument. That's hiding behind bureaucracy. I argue that the IHSAA plan isn't a plan. It isn't good, and it's not a national model because it's codifying the idea that children can determine their own gender, and they can't. And I am stunned by the IHSAA and by Governor Holcomb. 
Let me go a step further. The IHSAA is absolutely positively not in charge. Parents are. Let's go to work. Let's go to work. Does the IHSAA really think that they're in charge? I'm not, I don't want to be angry with them. They've got this wrong, and I'm saying so. What am I going to worry about? That they're, they're going to be offended? Uh, okay. You are codifying the idea of children making this choice. Therefore, you cannot be trusted in this argument. Your policy is a bad policy because your policy hurts kids, doesn't help kids, doesn't strengthen kids. Now, maybe you've never had anybody explain it to you this way. Here you go. Happy to do it. Happy to do it. Here you go. I'm more than happy to share with you what it is you're actually saying. The question is, why are you actually saying it? It's not deniable. I'm utilizing your words. You're saying children can make this decision. For that, the IHSAA should not be listened to. Parents should, and parents need to take more control. But yet, here's the governor, unwilling to stand up to the IHSAA or anybody else, uh, it, it seems, on this subject, and says, well, we have the legislature. It just creates a hodgepodge, don't you know? It starts the ball rolling in the right direction. Can you imagine? I mean, let, let's, let's utilize the leftist talking point on this for a second, shall we? You're going to stand... On the wrong side of history? That's what they always say, right? It's always about the right side of history, the wrong side of history. Oh, it drives me crazy. But where, where, where do you stand? You're, you're standing against the protection of children is a really, really weird, weird flex. I mean, that's a, that's a take right there. Oh, hot, 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 hot. That's where you're at. That's where you're at. Now, with Governor Holcomb, it gets a little more interesting because there is a rumor. The rumor, I heard this a few days ago. The rumor is that Holcomb isn't going to be running for Senate. He's going to go run the NCAA. Get a big gig with the NCAA based right here in Indianapolis. Oh, he's a big, big uh, college sports guy. Boom, bop, bip. Big job in the NCAA. Now, what's interesting is that it is just a rumor. I have absolutely no way of knowing if it's real or not. None. But... If you were trying to get a gig at the NCAA, it would make sense that you would veto this legislation. But just because there's a connection in that way doesn't mean there's causality, right, to, to quote the matrix. That, it doesn't mean that be, he, he was looking for a job here, so he did this. I would have zero way of proving that. Zero. I'm only going with what is a rumor and what follows from that rumor. 
And maybe it makes sense because there's just no way this guy is getting elected senator in Indiana. What, what, what Governor Holcomb has done to himself and to his brand, who he didn't start off this way. I mean, then again, he also started off as a guy who would talk to us. And then, uh, well, well, Governor Holcomb and I had a, had a very, very uh, peculiar one-on-one. It wasn't planned. It was, um, it was um, spontaneous. Uh, and, uh, it, and it was, um, I'm, I'm going to argue that he was, uh, Producer Ari, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, he was uh, not pleasant. <laughs> that's two words, but okay. Uh, well, well, unpleasant. Yeah, that's, that's pleasant that's, less. Pleasant less, sure. Uh, I'm going to stick with not two words. Not pleasant. You're covered. Good lord. And I, and I won't. I, I, you know what, what? What is funny? I will say. I will say this. I have heard people mention it to me. I have only said that we had a one-on-one and it wasn't pleasant. I have never gone into any detail about a conversation that was private. I don't do that stuff. But I have heard details uh, of it or or, or parts of it from others. I was like, hmm, somebody's talking. But none of that's necessary either. You know, it's like he goes to Slovakia and Israel, right? He's on a trip. He's trying to bring more business. Sure. So great. No no, no, no problem. And we reach out to the office and say, we'd like to speak to him about these things. And you know what the response we get is? The governor's unavailable. We didn't even suggest a time. We just said we'd like to talk to the governor about these things. The governor's unavailable. I mean, we, we, we reach out once every couple months because something comes up, because you should. But I, I got asked the other day, does it bother me? No, I can't let it bother me. He's making choices for what he's going to do and who he's going to talk to, and he's just not willing to, to be open and, and out there. Then again, neither is, is, is Mayor Joe Hogsett. We're, we're used to this. Very used to this. I, there's something strange about Indiana politics and Indiana politicians, I have never, ever seen a group of people so unwilling to share in all my life. Then again, I've also never met a group of people so unwilling to deal with those who may disagree with them on one or two things, even if I agree with them on one or two other things. Nope, it's all or nothing. So, okay, it's nothing. Especially when you're not going to stand up for kids. Especially when you think that the IHSAA has the right conversation when I just broke it down and they don't. And the General Assembly should override Eric Holcomb immediately and not let us down. Not let kids down. I'm Tony Katz. Rumble.com slash Tony Katz, my talk about the free speechers. The free speech haters are the problem. Check out that video, then share it everywhere. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today, it's good to be with you. The free speech haters are the problem. We know what's best. We know how to be good and decent, and your speech can can be considered offensive and rude, so therefore, you don't get to say X, Y, or Z. 
Free speech is the price you pay for a free society. If you're not willing to pay the price, you can't have the free society. That's it. That's all there is. There's, there's, there's nothing else. And so I kind of broke it down. I shouldn't say kind of. I broke it down over there at Rumble. Rumble.com slash Tony Katz. And then, of course, uh, we've got Locals as well. L-O-C-A-L-S. Locals.com. So we're pulling ourselves more and more out of the traditional social medias. Can you imagine? There's traditional social media now. And into places where we're utilizing a, a uh, subscriber-based methodology, but get, providing content there that you cannot get anywhere else. Because what can one actually trust on Facebook? What can, what can one actually trust? That's, that's the serious question. You'll, you'll be off Facebook the minute you say well, anything wrong. So we're, we're going about creating more and more communities and we're trying to be very very particular about it that allow us to share in in a unique way so locals locals locals.com tonycats.locals.com and it's connected to rumble rumble.com slash tonycats free speechers the free speech haters are the problem check it out there at rumble.com tomorrow everyone take care